A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's zero pressure on Tottenham going into this game. Can't zero. Dig, can't dig out, So baby. if we do... Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> then what? Do, then not, what? Do, wow. you know, do you know it's not? It's not. If you beat Arsenal, it's not could they. It's then what? Weirdly zen about it all, but we'll talk about it. Are you? All right, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. You're weirdly, you're weirdly zen about it. Oh I, god, I like this. Every this always feels like a therapy session every year when we do the North London Derby chat. Five well, years look, in now, this podcast. Five years in. Last, is it really that long? Last yeah. year, last year going into um, the North London Derby, which isn't really North London Derby, but we are where we are. Uh, Conte, that system, the the way we played, it was just like whoa. we're going to go to their their swamp and we're going to play a certain way. And it's going to be on top for 90 minutes. And I'm weirdly zen about this is because Tottenham Hotspur are a completely different entity. Now, don't get mistaken about what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're going to turn up at your place. We're going to turn you over. It ain't no. I mean, in my wildest dreams, that would happen. But the reality is Tottenham are different to what we people have become accustomed to us being over the last four years. And it will make for, I'm predicting, one of the greatest games in the Premier League this year. It could be the best game that you'll see in the Premier League this year. At least it has all the ingredients for it to be the biggest game in the Premier League this year. Jim. So I've, so I've just raced from doing... Sunday vibes with um, Joe Tomlinson, who you'll be seeing tomorrow doing Saturday social, aren't you? And um, um, Mr. Jalab. And we we did Sunday vibes. And then I, I've done a North London derby with those lads. Uh, sorry, preview with those lads as well. What are you saying? And, and uh, well, see, this is the thing. I sort of step into this into our arena. Uh, and I, what I'm fearful of is being two-faced. But- I don't want to be two-faced to you, okay? Um, I, I would rather you be two-faced to me than say what I think you're about to say. Don't say it. Be two-faced. I'll never find out. If you true. cheat on your missus and you can get away with it, do you then go, actually, no, I've got to be honest. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. All right, well, here's a question I asked in that one. I wonder if you feel the same. Because I asked, like, two guys that, 
you know, don't have a dog in a fight. Not Samism, is it? Oh, by the way, there's an no, unbelievable, there's a Samism in Sunday Vibes. I mean, I sort of have a little look to camera. And so, and so there's a little nugget for you guys to enjoy. Um, I asked the question, is this the most electric game of football in the Premier League today? And they both kind of agreed. I think it's the most watchable across the board because it's genuine rivalry where we, there, there have been certainly moments in the last 10 years we've had the upper hand in terms of league position and p- performing better. You know, in the, in the Premier League era, it's been largely Arsenal before that. But there is the, the hatred between Tottenham and Arsenal fans is like nothing else you get in football. I, I don't think. In the pre- that's it. I agree. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, in, you, in, in the do. Premier League. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I mean, and, you, and you, people might say Liverpool and Manchester United. Yeah, but that's about football. It's about what goes on on the pitch and that you're being competing. And then there's... Actually, that's not true as well. There's like a city rivalry as well because they're both up there and on the... On the um, whatever is that body of water that is over there, Irish Sea. Um, sure. So, look, I, I, I understand yes. there are significant rivalries, but Tottenham and Arsenal is different. It's, it's very real and for good reason. Um, I won't go into the reasons why, but they're the baddies and we're the goodies. So, and, it's, and as you say, it's not a North London derby. What would you prefer to call it? We can call it that if you want. Well, the, the Arsenal's derby is Palace. Ours, ours is... Dulwich Hamlet, really isn't it? One. Should be Dulwich Hamlet. Dulwich Amnitz, yeah, Palace, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, this is just a game we play Arsenal. Right. It's not, it's not the North London derby is a, a myth. And the fact that they sing North London forever is yeah. the most ironic. I, I wanted beautiful. to ask you that. It's That's absolute clear. That's good, isn't it? bollocks. It's good. It's good. It's good, though, isn't it? You respect it. Wait, no, 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 it doesn't make any sense. North London yeah. forever. No, well, no, not forever, because forever would mean your entirety of your existence. That's what forever means. All starting, of it. When forever starting is... now, isn't it? It's forever from now. No, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, 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 now. Oh, I'll talk about now. Okay, you sure? Because your club does have a precedent to moving when it, suit, when it suits them. Yeah. You sure you're not going to move again? Are you sure? Um, <laughs> yes, absolute bollocks. North London forever. What a fucking pile of shit. Um, good, but... good question for Arsenal fans, actually. If you were to move again, where would you like to go? <laughs> I mean, they could go anywhere. They could end up anywhere. They could end up. <laughs> do, is, do, uh... do Arsenal fans? Do you... The thing that I find interesting about that that element of it is that the Arsenal fans don't really fight it, do they? Do you what? know what I mean? There's a sort of like, there's no, or, or maybe there, I'm sure there will be now. There'll be comments now. Or it, obviously, we are. Um, streaming live to our patrons right now. You can join us if you would like to. We do a mailbag each week as well. Links in the description. It'd be wonderful to have you. Um, we are gently rising our numbers, which is wonderful. Um, so maybe there's an Arsenal fan watching right now. What is the rebuttal to to the fact that Arsenal isn't a North London club? Because actually that was a comment we had the other week where some he said some people, when you're a fan, and I wonder if this is more of a modern phenomena, and you probably have had have this and have it quite well drilled into you but you'll find new angles on it because you have to talk for a living for a long time especially about Spurs is that this guy was saying like does anyone have ready-made arguments slash answers for arguments and debates that they're they're ready to go to what possibly could there be what could there be for Arsenal I don't know I know I agree I don't know uh, but no, what... And the thing is, is they say, well, we don't care about it. It doesn't bother us, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or they go, well, you as Middlesex club or, or something like the, the point that the fact that you actually try to move and actually destroy Fulham Football Club in the process in, in moving to our area 
The fact that the lines of London didn't exist back then isn't a rebuttal. It means nothing. We've stayed in the same place since our inception. Right. I'm, just a second. I'm, over, is, I'm, over, any... hang on, I'm overexposed. So I'm just going to bring my curtain down. So you keep talking. Okay. The, the, the fact that um, if there are Arsenal fans out there that go, I don't care, that means that I, have, I don't have a huge amount of respect for you as football fans anyway. But if you're saying to me, we, we don't care about that, then you, I, I cannot respect you any less. Because you're essentially saying the foundations of your football club mean nothing. You're saying your football club, from which it came, that fact means absolutely nothing to you. Therefore, the foundations of your football club mean nothing. And if they mean nothing then, they can mean absolutely less now. You can't just go, well, no, don't like that bit. We don't like that bit. It's just ridiculous. And it's fine. It's fine. It's so, like, it, so is, it, it is. And, and to be fair, I don't come across many Arsenal fans who go, Oh, we don't. I don't care about it. They they do come back with the Middlesex thing, which isn't really a thing. Um, so, but that? I respect an Arsenal fan who. Well, just talking about the what I said just a minute ago in terms of the the Spur, when Spurs were formed, the what is currently North London or London didn't exist. It was Middlesex. It was a it was the county of Middlesex. Since then, the London has become bigger and the boundaries have changed and everything's moved. And then then North London exists in its current state. The point of us, uh, my argument to that would be, we haven't moved a dot. You've moved all over the place and tried to eat up football clubs on your way. Terrible football club. Terrible, terrible, terrible football club. Um, we've, what have we got here? Stoker Pops. Unwritten rule. We've got a couple of other unwritten rules. One was actually, we said last week, but we're, um, I think you might have said it, but, but we'll just confirm it. He said, if, if your derby kickoff time doesn't have to be moved by the police, it isn't 100%. a real derby. 100%. That is a belter. Yeah, of course it is. That's what kind so... of derby gets kicked off at, at 5.30? If, if your derby is a 5.30 uh, kickoff on a Saturday, then that ain't real. And that suits That's the agenda real. of Luke as a Birmingham fan, though, doesn't it? Yeah, as a Birmingham seat. What is that? What's happening up there? Is something happening up there? Birmingham? Birmingham. Well, quite possibly. Hope, well, hopefully soon to be derailed, all being well, by the Super Hoops. Who are uh, who are playing Birmingham tomorrow? <laughs> Saturday with ten men. Tuesday, Friday, right? Let me just say that again. Saturday with 60, 60 minutes, ten men. Tuesday night, Friday night. Okay. So when we get this bit, this moment later in the season where it's there's too many games, and you've got a twenty six man squad built up of players that have cost around. 500 plus million don't come to me about being tired all right because we've got children playing for us and we're just getting on with it as are most efl clubs so yeah oh no, more games what about the play shut up shut up so soko pop says on the um we we've lost two in a row now has eustace got to go what the hell's of eustace when he's <laughs> What's a, what's a useless? It's um, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's a sort of like it's a brummy like fan base thing. Like it, they have this like drum. They have this like set of four people with drums called the Eustace. And they oh, yeah. and they will like every year they'll start off, but it's like have you not heard about this? It's like a really superstitious no. thing where there's like they have four drummers, the Eustace. Yeah, and they'll have these four drummers, and they'll be drumming away. And by the but once they lose, 
I don't think it's if they lose one. Uh, Luke will probably be able to say this. Once <laughs> they've lost two games, or it's either like one game or three games on the bounce, or not one in three, the ban <laughs> stops. Got to go. The, so the drummer, so so he's saying the Eustace needs to stop. The Eustace right, I get it. So Eustace is the problem. The Eustace is the problem. So because they've been having a good season, so the the ba- normally the band gets about four games in. And that's the. End. I can't believe you haven't heard about this before. No, it gets about four games in and Birmingham <laughs> mid table. So that you know it's not going well, and they they sort of stop the Eustace, but uh, but because they've been doing right. better, they haven't done that. So okay. well, Luke, Luke. I mean, hopefully Q- QPR will. We'll shut your lot up and all the drums. Yeah. Um, Jim, can I ask you a question? Can I go on the last thing that we've done before, though? Just before we get to this question, okay. with the with the sort of um, North London forever, is uh, do you rate it though? You got to respect it as like as an understanding of the needle being sort of just like you know, like we used to talk about referees saying it like you're lost, or you know, you know what you're saying. So we've the north london is red I'd, I'd well, was it north london was it north london forever do you yeah. do you rate do you rate that element of it in terms of it winding up tottenham fan because it's quite potent in that sense when it is pushing on the um nerve of, of I'd, I'd, yeah 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 no no of course of course you've got to respect the i mean if that's what it is like I'd, you've if if that is essentially what they're trying to do and this is a, their, their anthem is a dig at spurs because we obviously living inside their heads then i rate it like i rate that pettiness. well done well done I do. that was good i'm good like and look and, and if um you know that's that's fair play like i'd say bravo yeah yeah uh, and uh you know it, it is it is jarring because it's the shame of it is it is a shame really. so what, right yeah you would appreciate if you would hope that they could be better than that because i've yes. been disappointed about having rubbish rivals in the past yeah they're the worst and they are your rivals aren't they of that that you'll allow right yeah yeah i mean obviously they there, there is no hate greater hatred in yeah. my heart than for, for for arsenal football club um yeah but is this my question jim is this go on it's more important for them bigger for them isn't it this this right because Go on, you answer. I'm asking you: Is this is this Who's game bigger, more important to Arsenal to win than Tottenham? Should we take a trip to the? We always like to have a little look at the table. So Man City, you'd expect Arsenal to be higher, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> the same points. To be fair, wow, this is a belter of a game, isn't it? That is yeah, it a is. belter. It, it, it is ding dong. Do you wish it was? Um, I oh, will answer your question. Do you wish it was away from? Um, it was at home. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we don't like we won once there. We won, we won once there in the league uh, in 20 years or something like it's 2011. So, we won in the league cup as well. But, yeah, of course, like the home game with your fans, it's no, like okay. But if I said to you, you you have to play them away at one point, but when are you go, when, are you, when do you want your home game against them? Would yeah. you rather take your away game now with the form that you're in or the home game? I think where where Spurs are, and it kind of asks this goes some way to answering the question I asked you, which is is it bigger for them or more important for them? I would say it doesn't really matter, but getting the away tie out of the leg, getting the away leg out of the way now <laughs> is probably <laughs> getting it's probably preferable, preferable, right? Yeah and, yeah, and and I say this because where Spurs are now is embryonic. 
right? It's we're at the start of of something. This what happens in this game it has absolutely zero bearing on where Tottenham Hotspur are going. Whereas, and, and and I don't think that's an outlandish thing to say. We're five game in, games in, five games into Postecoglou's reign at Tottenham. Mm. Um, we are four years into Arteta's project. Six seven hundred and thirty nine million pounds spent on Arteta players. Postecoglou's that possible. Yeah, so we're in, uh, we're in a situation where Postecoglou is having to deal with the fact that we've sold our best ever player at the start of his career, buying all these new players, trying to make it work. At the moment, what we're seeing at Spurs is fantastic, but it's nothing. It's just the start. This is just what we're building. And this game, if you take away the importance of the North London derby and, and the importance between both sets of fans and how, how, how much we want to win it, for the historical re- relevance of the fixture, if you take that away... Playing a team as good as Arsenal doesn't really matter to Spurs at this stage. It doesn't show, show us anything about it. Even if we get drubbed 4-0, 3-0 for playing in Postecoglou's way, that's more important than, than playing a low block and trying to sneak a win. I'd rather us continue this path of where we're at and trying to figure out how we're going to play. And this is the mentality and the ethos of which we conduct ourselves when um, we're playing a football match, regardless of our opposition. I'd rather that like dying on your feet rather than on your on your knees that we did under Conte. So mm. win, lose or draw, it doesn't matter greatly in terms of where, what Tottenham are doing as a football club right now. Whereas Arsenal, I think it's a big indicator of where they are this season if they get beat by Spurs. I don't disagree. I don't <laughs> disagree. A couple of people saying, is, is this an epic reframe from Flav? I've got a cheeky epic reframe, but I'm not sure if I believe yet, but we can explain because we can explore well, it's a question explain, explain Tom, Tom so Tom Tom says is this an epic reframe from Flav and he's saying not that I disagree so he's not disagreeing reframing from what from like the fact that this is the this is a massive game that you know you know the biggest the, the most horrible uh, the bile in terms of byproducts when it comes to derbies is you know is the bragging rights element of it like to lose yeah. is I, you have to stomach all that crap right mate so, I, I, so you absolutely. can't you can't lose that but in terms of, of what you're saying i think that's completely valid what you're saying it's fair it's a fair thing oh, don't, look don't get me wrong like, i'm not saying it if arsenal beat us it won't hurt me as a tottenham fan yeah of course it will and if if they beat us i'll take my medicine and i will say nothing and accept any any abuse of which there'll be plenty yeah. that I receive. And that's, that is your that's job. If you that's, get the game. that's your that's job. The game. It's your job. If, yeah. you, if you get beaten by your rivals, I remember this, we did a fight in Cox Social, right? And this lad came up to me after the game. Arsenal had just beaten us 2-0. And I think it might have been under Pochettino. I can't remember exactly. And he went, what do we do? What do we do now? Because we been on a run of not losing to him. And I went, you bend over and take it. Yeah. This is your job now. You Stomach can't... It. Yeah, you caught, there's no re- you beat us. You were you were the better team on the day, and that's it. You just take it. You have to. If you start arguing back, you look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I I'm having a I had a similar feeling. Um, so we drew with Swansea on Tuesday, and again, we they're fucking trying their hard hardest. They're trying, Flav. They are trying. I'd love to come to a game with you, like, just so yeah. I can, for you, you to are. come to a QPR game. With me, just so I can go. Look how hard they're working. Like I can, they are. Oh, the QPR players. They're working so bloody hard. Like, and it's so funny because Ainsworth was going, 
they're going to give everything. I want them to give everything. And he kept saying, give everything. And you're like, shut up. Stop giving everything. Give me some points, right? And we, so we, we got like a last minute equaliser. Um, and I was sitting there thinking, I said nothing. Uh, I said, when's, I was thinking, when's the last time I've watched this win at home? And I oh, think when was it? It was November. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, November we beat 2022? Yeah. You haven't seen your team win at home in nine, 10 months, effectively. Yes. Nearly 11 months. Yes. What have you, have you won since then? It's just that you haven't yeah, seen Yeah, I wasn't it. there. I was at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was at my mate's wedding, Owen's wedding. Yeah, because I, like, I was like, I swear we haven't won. This is getting close to a year, isn't it? This was, on, this was on Saturday. And Dad said, Dad said no, we were at Watford. I, mean, I wasn't at Watford. And he just, he just <laughs> chortled at me. Um, and so I sat there thinking, like you're saying, in terms of just having to stomach it, I was thinking, <laughs> honestly, this end of my head, I was like, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this forever? <laughs> like, what if we just, what if this Never went on for, and what if we just went on for another year? Where we could like it could legitimately easily carry on for another year, right? <laughs> right, and then uh, but at the same time, they're working so hard. <laughs> oh, bloody hard! They're working, mate. Honestly, they're working so hard, but they just we're just not getting the breaks. We played three home games, and every time you're, I'm you're like, I can a see for a year though, Jim. No, no, last year, I think, see, that's the thing with Ainsworth and people will, people will have a go at him and they'll create stats that don't work, that aren't fair. Because last year and this year, like we've probably got, we probably have more quality last year than we do have right now. Pretty sure we do. And we mm. have an incredibly thin squad and we're playing, we are playing children, but they are, they're, they're giving everything. They're working so hard. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying watching this. Like at least I can't believe it. Maybe that's my maybe my light bar has dropped so low, and unfortunately it's far enough away from the end of the season that both yeah. of us can kind of be. Because like if you're like sixth, and well, okay, when it's sixth in March, it's like okay, now's the time for points. Like and I, I couldn't give, I couldn't care less about performances. It's about points. But right now, five games in, kind of performances are is enough to a point. And we got a draw and we did like a last minute equaliser. Like we've not scored many goals down my end, obviously, um, as well. But yeah, I was Jim, just I like, ask, I was sitting there just going, when they win, I'm just going to be like, what are we, That's what, what, I'm saying. what Jim, do we do? Do you go to the games expecting anything other than a draw or a loss? Um, I, I expect, what, the, I expect the thick. That's what I expect. <laughs> um, and I can't wait for some thin. I love that you're finding positives in this. They're bloody working hard. Though. Mate, they're so working enough. So, and you, look the final whistle went and they all fell to the ground. And I thought... Couldn't they do that if they wasn't tired? Oh, I better fall over pretend I'm tired. I think it's a very... Per yeah. No, I think it's a very personal thing in terms of the ability to allow it to be about how hard you're trying or if you're just like... Like, I imagine that's something Man United fans are going through right now where it's like... Because like, I, I have other excuses. We have no money. Like... We we had, you know, this sending off. The quality's not there, so they have to they have to give everything to give ourselves a chance. And then sometimes you just not got the quality. <laughs> but like for yeah. Manu, for Man United, it must be so are... confusing. Well, no, but but James, you, these sound like legitimate 
concerns and issues you're having to deal with. And you haven't seen your team win at home for a year. And you've got Man United fans losing their shit at narrowly losing to Bayern Munich. It's like, yeah, it's perspective here. Bit of perspective. You could be QPR. I think that's it. I think like like when we're doing this job, like I think the, the all you can do is provide is attempt to provide context because most things aren't. Two things can be true. Who said yeah. that? Someone said that recently. I thought that was really good. And like so, like with live uh, with Man United, people kind of losing their mind for them conceding goals, and certain goals were really poor. But mm. that Man United team is no way near good enough to beat Bayern Munich. Like facts, no, they facts did all right. Yeah, it's respect. just because of the name that's on the door. That makes sense. It's wrong. That's savage. They, in terms of the the the, the biggest cl- the clubs in trouble, I know we did like twenty minutes on it last week, but the stuff coming out is worrying. Four players ignored Fernandez, Ten Hag blanks Onana. It's like you those are storylines you do not want to read because it kind of feels like the writing's on the wall there for, to some degree. Can I? Can I? Can I? Um... Can I'm I show you two thumbnails that, that that like I was like I sort of laughed and then I was like you're a child <laughs> like grow up right yeah <laughs> let me just let me just share so uh, I went I clicked on it and laughed and then I scrolled a bit higher up I don't think I clicked on it I just looked at it. I went to see what how I, I quite like Housen's opinion on games and uh, I went to rock bottom. <laughs> But no, but the thing that initially made me laugh, I, that was the second thing that made me laugh. Oh, bless him. Let's great. Look, 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 let me scroll and look. Yeah. He's fuming. That's the face of a dis- but See, See if you can see which thumbnail really made me giggle and, uh, because I'm a child. <laughs> He's the leaker. <laughs> was that me? What, is, what does that mean? And then I started mean? like making things like, like they all became a bit <laughs> sexual somehow. Crumbled at the end. <laughs> Crumbled. Who's the leaker? You... Look at his is face your... as well. Look at his face. Who's the leaker? Yeah. <laughs> Who the crumbled at the end? Is that your euphemism? Is that what you say when you reach where you empty? When you crumb... oh, I've yeah, crumbled. I've crumbled. I've crumbled. Sorry. Yeah, just Sorry, like, I've just... 30... <laughs> I've just come. Thirty seconds. Sorry, yeah, just... 30... thirty seconds after a disappointing performance. Sorry, love. I crumbled at the end. <laughs> um, I mean, no, look these. Sorry, what was you going to say? Well, I just found his face funny. Who's the leaker? Yeah, <laughs> and he's going. There's a leaker out there. It's like he's like had he's had a that could be a very different video. I nearly took a picture and put it on Twitter and going, "What's this? What's the title of this video? Wrong answers only." <laughs> Who's the leaker? <laughs> so we've had a gangbang here, and someone here, <laughs> someone's leaking, and it ain't me because I crumbled at the end. Yeah, I can't think of the word gangbang without having severe flashbacks to Tottenham's. Oh, the, uh... <laughs> well, you get somewhere else there. Go on. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've talked about this. I'm not going to go over it again. But you know that the reason why Tottenham didn't win the league in the lesser season was because of a racist gangbang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I know that because you've been pushing that as an episode for the ripple effect <laughs> since 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 we started. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> can you just not? Can you not just speak to Spotify <laughs> to see if they're allowing? Because it is a legitimate ripple effect. I know. I know it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not doing an episode on it. All right. Nigel Pearson loses the Bristol City job and he's just looking to do a bit of media just to give his face out there. Hi, Nigel. Lovely to have you. Really excited to have a chat about all your successes. <laughs> but I'm going to have to start. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Jim, I, there's, they are talking, the boys are talking about Tom Jordan, as mentioned. Uh, sorry, more, more Luke, actually. is He's not as good, but is he good? Great question. Great is question. He, he, clearly, he's good. Like he was a number rated number one goalkeeper in Italy. Yeah. Been been rated since the Ajax days, right? Yeah, he's undoubtedly good. But, but there is something about him. You just think, are you starting to believe in your own hype a little bit? Is like, have you lost sight of what what you are? Yeah. Do you know so, what I'm saying? I know totally. stats won't tell you this, but 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 do you know what I mean? No, and I've so here's my take on Anana. My take is this. So the problem for Anana is several fold, right? Let's start on the kind side of it all. My take is that. So if you put him in the Man City team or probably the Tottenham team or the Brighton team, and yeah, let's leave it those three, right? Three really yep. possession-heavy teams that want to kind of retain the tempo to a point, want to sort of get people to sort of suck them in and crumble them at the end. Anana would be like doing really well. And also, again, if he was at Man City in particular or Brighton, probably wouldn't be facing that many shots or chances, right? And those chances, yeah, who knows what they would be like, right? <laughs> so, but in the Man United team, he's the wrong, you know, we're talking about goalkeepers and should you play Ray or Ramsdale? Should we substitute goalkeepers, whatever it might be? And, and, and we're starting to see like more and more profiles of goalkeepers. Anana his profile is for what Man United want to become, not what they currently are or, or are, are going through right now. So he is a goalkeeper. Like his assets aren't really being utilized totally because you need other parts to help with all of that. Right. In terms of his saves, uh, he's made one howler, isn't he? Has he made more than one howler? Uh, well, the one yesterday was was about as bad. Well, yeah, De Gea got thrown off under the bus last year. That howler against Brentford is exactly the same. Yeah, I think the data sets differently with those two. Um, yeah, but and he he did it time and again. He's done it again, and so it is. But it was his fault. Like losing losing that game is like you know if you're breaking up the percentages, I would say twenty seven percent is is down to him because they were doing all right. The game plan I thought was pretty sound. They were, um, it was the first goal and it killed him. It killed him. Absolutely. Especially away from home. Um, but here's the other thing. So two things. One, I think the, the, the hype around Anana when he came in before the season started, I thought it was miles over the top. In terms of he <laughs> is going to transform this team. I thought it was miles over the top. And so that so there's a drop off from that, right? The second thing, and um, I say this again on Sunday vibes, so forgive me because I've come straight from that. He's 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 very he's a very noisy goalkeeper, and the comparison I said he's not Van der Sar, he's Bartes. He's quite yeah. loud. Yes, it's quite dramatic. Like the the game against Arsenal when like they score, he it's too much for me. Um, and then when he like concedes the goal, and again, people are going to go in the comments and go, well, what about Ramsdale? What about Pickford? Whatever. They're too loud. They're probably too loud as well. So like, you're going to kind of go after those kind of goalkeepers, the ones that are a bit less zen, because 
I don't know. It's it's a slightly less trustworthy visual to deal with. Well, and when he makes that mistake, he's got his head down for ages, hasn't he? Yeah, so yeah. It's all a bit and, loud. And, and, it's all a bit loud. Well, there is a saying: it's the emptiest vessels make the most noise. And um, it, it, the problem with making that much noise is that when you're when you make a mistake, it's magnified because you have put yourself into that position of being very loud, so people notice you. Yeah. If he just got on with his with his football, then then um, but then he probably wouldn't have got to the point he is in his career if he wasn't that didn't have that mentality. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, look, you go to Manchester United, and the expectation and your reputation is magnified beyond what your ability is as a footballer. I think a massive case in point would be Casemiro. They bought him. Don't worry, guys. I'm I'm going to say sort all these problems out. Do you remember that narrative last season? Casemiro arriving, which he kind of did. He absolutely did, right? They were they were much better once he arrived. But but you think now that he looks normal, like a not actually an average central midfielder, the, that narrative doesn't disappear. How people view you doesn't disappear. So the, the minute, as naturally happens as you get older, you start to make mistakes that you weren't making three or four years ago. Once that's happened, people are still going, "Well, hang on, what's happened to Casemiro? Has he fallen off?" And actually, he's probably playing about average of, of his ability right now. It's just there was this massive media narrative about him. Don't worry, Man United, I'm coming to save you. Real Madrid let you go because mm. they knew they were bringing in a much better prospect. What you, I guess you could call him that. That's a Casemiro's career. Can I ask Bellingham. you a question? Here's a question. Yeah. Because I'm so on the, on the narrative, Faisal said this, which is quite interesting. So I, I would, so it's two questions wrapped in one, right? So one, first of all, I'm struggling with, say, like Casemiro and Martinez, who are struggling a little bit, but you're kind of asking them to make everyone around them much better. So kind of there's several questions here. So first question is like in the modern game at the highest level, can you uh, can you deal with losing those kind of players can you do it on your own a little bit and bring people in and, and kind of fix it for you at the highest level that's the first one but the second thing that kind of contradicts it is that so like all these players are out for man united it's like 12 players so that's like that's going to make it really hard it's also going to put a lot of pressure on the players that are still standing but tottenham or brighton if they lose and they made five changes or six changes or something from, from the brighton to man united game Mm. In players like Lalana, who's like what thirty three now or something, everyone thought he's <clears> finished, <throat> and yet still like trounced Man United. So like, can you like in terms of how important injuries are to a team? Where's the line between you're you're a manager who should have a system in place that allows you to get around this, and how much of it's just like you have to accept that when players aren't there, you're not going to be as good. I think you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the obvious thing is if you're losing 12, 12 players, then your your performances on the pitch are going to be impacted. But football doesn't forgive you for that. And the criticisms of your players that you have to play, even though because your squad is somewhat decimated, results in um, criticism and a narrative that probably isn't fair, but that's football. And as a manager, you have to deal with it. Certainly a manager of a club like Manchester United, because these stories like Fernandes was, was being ignored and he didn't speak to Anana, now become central to what your club is in this moment. So it's unfortunate that you're, you have injuries and you, um, you have to deal with that, but football doesn't give a shit about your problems. 
and the, now it was around your football club, I would go, there's nothing interesting in saying, well, poor old United, they haven't got all their players playing. Like, who cares? What you actually say is, look, what's wrong with they are right now, where they are right now. So I'll take you, I'll take you back to something where we, we beat Arsenal two years ago. Uh, it feels like that now. Uh, 3-0 at YR Lane. They had injuries to, I think it's Gabriel. They basically had a, a makeshift back line. Tomiyasu, I think, may have played in centre-back. Rob Holding started, got sent off. They, no, no one gave a shit about it. They just said Arsenal got battered. When in reality, there was a, probably a mitigating circumstances that, that enabled that drubbing to take place. Yeah. But football doesn't care, and nor should it. <laughs> right. You won't know, care. Even, even... Me, I'm not sure you give me an answer there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the answer? I don't, I, so, I, so, I don't... Okay. How, so how much... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe people can... I don't know. I don't think... My question was convoluted as well, so I don't think that helps. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe it's a percentage thing. Like, how much, how much should your ability, should the system be able to override? Only to so individuals much. because injuries I, only, obviously it can like, do if, so much. Yeah, because if you take like, out a certain amount of players, it's going to hurt you, right? Like Liverpool, Van Dijk, or like whoever that team might be, and who those players are. Like, if you don't have Basuma, you, you're like, how much would, the, how much would the massively. Um, how Massively. much would you alleviate any kind of blame on Postacoglu if you lost someone like Basuma? Yeah, I, I, you see what I mean? Yes, so I would do that. I would do that on the podcast. If if we if Basuma gets injured in the warm up, which like we always have something mental before an off London derby, so I wouldn't write, you know count it out. But yeah, if, if Basuma got injured, then without him, we are obviously going to be a different person because he is that good. So I would use that as a way of softening the blow to losing to Arsenal. But I wouldn't expect Arsenal fans to give a shit about that or listen to me about that because they don't care. I don't yeah. care. I, if if Erdegaard does his hamstring and doesn't play, we beat him. I, 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 don't, I don't care. Anyway, to answer your question, um, <laughs> some of the blame gets alleviated from Postacoglu, but you have to look at what, say, what he did with Celtic. And they're saying, well, Celtic under Postacoglu did no good in the Champions League, got knocked out pretty much straight away, I think. But but there's I only so much an, you can do. Yeah. The, the Champions same, League. Same so with, I don't uh, like that uh, Brendan Rodgers gets this as well. Like if you're unwritten rule, if you're a Scottish football team manager playing in the Champions League, your record is not a reflection of your abilities as a manager, in my absolutely opinion. Absolutely not, because the challenge is so much more difficult. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, I mean, look, a case in point. If again, with people hammer Brendan Rodgers for that. Yeah, they, they do, but under, in, they shouldn't. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's mental. Because, because their disadvantages in the Champions League are insane. Mm. I, don't, the Feyenoord, I don't know if you watched the, the Celtic Feyenoord game uh, last week. I did. I watched all of it. Um, can't believe, I cannot believe I'm saying that, but I sat down to watch Feyenoord. You watched, the, you watched the whole game? Yeah, I watched start to finish, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched Palace Everton <laughs> as well. What is going on? <laughs> Where am I? I don't know. I've been doing, Jim, I, can I tell you something? Can I tell you a secret? I've do you watch these this. other teams and go, oh, because Tottenham are doing no. well right now? <laughs> no, because I watched Villa and I thought, wow. Um, they and, Everton and Palace have actually been, yeah, they're good. They're good. I mean, good, good is relative, but, but yeah, they, they are good. good. They but are they're good. good. Are they Champions League? Good? What are we, what are we, no, they? I'm, ta I'm they? saying they're, they, I mean, <laughs> top six, top six, good. Top six, good. Yeah. Top six, good. 
What is good? Yeah. What is good? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I had him six. What, I had him six above you. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I break it. The, I, the, the, what the thing about this is. Um, I'm getting some stick from uh, Tom and saying, oh, Flav always loved football in September. I did last September because we were all right. I've actually been watching football. And I t- we talked about this at the tail end of last season when Spurs were shit. I watched so much football at the end of last season. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know what's happened. Maybe I'm seeing things I didn't see before or, or what it is, but I, I do, I am in love with the sport at the moment. Um, ben Postacoglu managed uh, Australia. He, they, he won the Asia Cup first time in their history. He won the Asia Cup with them. That is re- representative of his quality because he was in a competition that everyone was, they weren't the favourites to win. But he had a good team. He went to the World Cup and, you know, went, took him to the World Cup twice, I think. Didn't do anything because Australia cannot, the, the, there are facts about these things and it's all about the players fundamentally, eventually. Yeah. And quality will be a lesser side. That's what like, I I think people people are getting me wrong with the Newcastle thing where I'm kind of going I'm I'm saying that I don't think they'll do that great this year. The reason I don't think they'll do that great this year overall is because there's just a lot going on. <laughs> and it's like that's hard. You know? And so I, for the Champions I, League I, that's that. Do you, Newcastle don't they, they've had a really tough start, right? But aren't they supposed to be like a top 4 club? A tough but, start I isn't, think, isn't I think they're in the conversation. But I'm not sure they are are just yet. I, no, I still think no but they finished in the top four. No, they, they, but no, no, hang on, hang on. They finished in the Champions League places last year. They are in the Champions League. You cannot excuse them for a tough start. They have to be competing and winning and, and getting points in these games, right? Uh, Why are they, they getting a grace period is what I'm asking. Because I, I, I think, might be wrong. I, I probably am no, wrong. I think, I think the reason they're getting a bit of a grace period is because... I think they overperformed last year. I think a lot of the players in that team overperformed. And I also yeah. think they had less noise. And by that, I mean, by I mean, the games they played, Brighton, Man City. So like, okay, yeah. ready, for, ready for an epic reframe? It's going to piss you off. Go on, man. Go on. No, it won't, because I feel like I know where you're going and I, 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 I'm already agreeing with you. Right, because Tottenham haven't played anyone so far this season. And um, yep. they're quite possibly being well, so Man, Man United is that somewhat, they're not big. They're not a big club, right? Well, they're let's not. just let's just epic reframe it, shall we? Let's have a little look. Round Sheffield United, fodder, right? Battered them for ninety minutes. Battered them. Yeah, snuck a win. Snuck a win with two I mean, incredibly late I, goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet and let you reframe all of this, right? I'm gonna all be right. quiet and not say a word. <laughs> good, but just good. quickly, quickly, I, I did I did see someone saying um, this is the way football fans talk about these things. Tottenham went life and death with Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> we we battered them for ninety one hundred and two. That minutes. is not you like, being quiet, okay? Right, all right, I'm going. I'm, I'm quiet. I'm quiet. That is not you being quiet. So the epic reframe here, if you want to say it, is that. So far, Tottenham have quite possibly, quite possibly, you're not going to like this, Tom, and I don't think this is true. So this is one epic reframe, is that you've actually played one, two, three. We, you may have played the in your, how many games is it? Six, right? Is it six so far? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Carabao Cup, the Fulham Oh, forget Fulham then. So you've played, you've played possibly the bottom, you could say bottom three of the bottom five, right? Say something like that. Quite possibly by the end of the season, Sheffield United could be bottom, Burnley could be in the bottom three, Bournemouth could be in the bottom five. Okay? Yeah. Brentford are a mid-table team. 
And, to- and, and Man United are in utter disarray with 12 players out. Can't find a right winger. So you've not actually played anyone. That's, that's the epic reframe. And you're 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 stepping into you're about to step into a bit of a train wreck if that makes any sense. Okay, no, I understand what you're saying. You I get hit what by a train. Yeah. Look, I, I, if we if we hadn't dominated all of those games, bar a few ten minute spells here and there, I'd be more worried. I'd be a little bit concerned now. Right, it was an easy start. We've creeped over the line in these results. It doesn't really mean much. Similar to what Conte had last year. We've battered them all. Yeah. And but so, okay, 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 and, okay. So with this in mind, right? Let's say you've um let's say you've played you had Newcastle's games. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know. I know I mean I know what so Newcastle's games so far, they've played <laughs> so in terms of per teams they've played so far this season, right? They've played Aston Villa. Man City, Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford, and AC Milan. <laughs> See what that I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I understand. That. That is tough. Look, yeah. How many points have we got out of that? I, I think. I, look, we don't count because this is just embryonic. The start. Embryonic. Your embryonic stage. That's your um, out in it. That's an out. Because you know, this is a good bit for the podcast. No, I want... Everyone had us tenth. Finishing tenth. Everyone had us finishing tenth. This is what I want. So, a couple of things. Moments when you crumbled at the end of anything, I would like to like to read about that. Also, outs. So, an out for a Spurs fan right now, regardless of the result in this in this game, is that an embryonic stage. Don't worry about it. It was just at the start. Like, it, like warned us of a rocky first six months. He said, "Look, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be difficult." What else, be times where this... what else are you going to say? What else are you going to say? Someone no, made a comment about that. Said... Go on. Go on. Well, I'm just saying, that he, what else are you going to say? He's also said, let's let Spurs fans dream if they want to dream. Who am I to taper their expe- temper their expectations? Right. Because someone said that there was a comment, I didn't put it in, but someone said something about the reason why Arsenal fans aren't like putting themselves in that kind of title contender conversation is because... Arteta's told us that we're ahead of schedule. And so so like so we know there's more to come. And I'm like, what of course the tempering of expectations. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From a manager is like obviously going to happen. Like, of course, things, they have to. So, do that. Be it before you've got a data set that's been impressive or any kind of success, you'll go. Look, it could be tough. It's okay. Let's just make sure you like get yourself ready for that. Yeah, don't go, don't scream at me if this doesn't work. Yeah, but also on the other side of when you've done something well, you go. Well, you know, we're pretty far ahead of schedule, so we could. Do you think Arteta was saying that you, you haven't? You know, we're ahead of schedule. You you you, you haven't. You know, you haven't seen everything yet. And what he was talking about was subbing keepers mid-game often. <laughs> is that his next thing, is it? Maybe, yeah. Seeking what is he? That reaction to the, the guy asking him, saying, who's your one, who's your number one, who's your number two, which is a completely legitimate question because no one knows. You've got two first-choice goalkeepers, right? So both of those keepers could play for another Premier League team and be their number one the entire season. So it's a legitimate question for a, a journalist to say, who's your number one? And he goes, well, Fabio Vera, what, what number is he? And and you heard the journalist go, "What? It's a weird thing to say." <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you hear him? You went, "What?" I that would lo- I'd love it if I would love if reporters had a little bit more bollocks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just like just a bit more backbone. Sorry. Then go like, "What do you mean? That doesn't make that sense." That's a stupid answer. <laughs> okay, that's no terrible. sense. Do you want to take this again? We can cut this bit out. Do you want to actually? You haven't answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, just by the way, um, Tom Jordan. Tom Jordan, what? I've seen on several things now, you just keep going on about getting a draw against Brentford. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know if this is an epic reframe for Bournemouth right now, because you're what, getting a little what's... bit nervy because Bournemouth, I'm, I'm like totally what, kicked what, off. What is, he, what is it Bournemouth <laughs> fan Tom Jordan's talking about? I, the I think Tom, so Tom, Tom, all I want to know is if like, are you going to let me have this, right? I feel like Tom, like us all, and we kind of coined this phrase this week, me and Kweku, of like the hitch to lean. Like sometimes like a take can be like, you just, you're just sort of dropping the, you're sort of leaning into the hipster take. Right. And so the start of the season, the the sort of hipster take or the hipster lean would be, um, would be Bournemouth or Burnley doing really well this, this uh, season. And I've, I've, I've gone on that hipster lean. Yeah. And Tom's obviously, it's not a hipster lean. This is his club and he's just showing optimism. Right. (laughs) And yet, so you get a couple of games in, you haven't won one yet. Yeah, you're sort of going, what? you're sort of looking around going, right. You're sort of looking in the fridge, you're going, uh, what are we cooking here? Um, I've got three draws um, against mid-table teams. <laughs> Where we would say unbeaten. Could we say unbeaten? They're not losses, are they? Yeah, it's like, a, we'll make an unbeaten. Yeah, let's make an unbeaten. So you just quickly fry up an, an unbeaten <laughs> and we're all right. Have you? I'm interested from Bournemouth fans and Tom to to have you seen enough to to think that you absolutely cannot get embroiled in the in a relegation fight? Or are you? Do you have enough in terms of the players and the, the lots of money you've spent, um, the amount of money you spent plus the very good reputation of a young manager? Have you seen enough in your style of play in the first five games? Which is like you say, like you're in a similar situation to Tottenham. No one should be judging you. 
Well, we won a couple of games. Everyone wants to be desperate for us to lose. Tom's just screamed in the chat, I'm rattled, get our fixtures up. <laughs> so we can do that. <laughs> what I would say, you know, again, maybe we can e- epic reframe. Let's epic reframe this in, in any way you'd like to, Tom. Feel free to come can, into the Discord get, if you want to. Tom, come in. Come into the Tom. Let, uh, Tom, come, come into, into the Tom. The Tom. Oh, come into the Tom. Do what you want. Um, <laughs> Tom, come in, because I'd love to talk to you about this, like about Bournemouth. Come into the chat. Let's have a let's, let's break this down. I want to figure out what's going on in Bournemouth and try and help you out a little bit. It, you're obviously you're all over the place at the moment. Can, can I chuck in an, a possible epic reframe here, with the idea? That, I mean, to be fair, West Ham, Good West team. Ham, Liverpool, Tottenham. Oh, well, sorry. Suddenly now, what Tottenham are? What what are Tottenham? A tenth place side, mid table team, what, or what, what, mate, This is what we're scrabbling about trying to find. What no, I would say, it, what I would say, people around. What I would say is this. You've got to be beating Chelsea at home. You've got, <laughs> you've got, you've got to be beating Chelsea at home. This, uh, you know, in 2023, you've got to be beating Chelsea. At home. Do you know what Chelsea could do with someone like Anana? Someone who's just screaming and br- like make it about them. There's no personalities in that Chelsea team. It's just a hodgepodge of young, talented players, and there's very little leadership or quality. I mean, no, there's bundles of quality. A very little structure and leadership there. It seems. Yeah. Do you know what I thought about Chelsea this week? Was like, even from are, Silver, are we? Are we going to lose a whole generation of like great footballers just because they're going to get eaten up by the situation they're in? As in like, yeah, as in the fact that like they just cannot. I think get there'll out be a lot of, of talent being quicksand. picked up for cheap. Really, I think there'll be a lot, a lot, a lot of talent in the couple of years. Chelsea will have to be turning over players. They have to, right? So there'll be a lot of decent talent that people can pick up. Maybe Bournemouth might be able to pick up a couple. <laughs> Tom, where are you? Come on. I'm not sure he's coming. Do you know? Do you know? I'd love to see do well. Callum Hudson Odoi, just fingers in mouths. Shut up! Should have fucking played me. You too, Bayern Munich. Anyway, what did he go there? Oh, here he is. He's got a screamer as well. Yeah, I saw that. But so next Tom, game, well, Brighton away as well. For, uh, oh, mate, that is, that's tough. I mean, look, if they don't, if they, if, they, if they don't lose, they're Brighton next, right? If they don't lose to Brighton. I'd say that is a great start for Bournemouth. Terry, yeah. Yeah. What are you saying, Tom? They've hung in there. Is Tom going to I mean, I think it's already a great start, to be honest. Uh, it's a great start. Is it a great, great start. start? He's gone great. It's right, a the, fl- the floor is you yours, back... Tom. What are you saying? Right. Go back, go back to the top. Let's, let's, yeah, let's look for our, let's for our, for our results this season. So we start off and we play West Ham. All right. West Ham. So West Ham, until they played Man City, had won every single football match. Didn't beat us. Didn't beat us. <laughs> All um, right, good. Yeah, yeah. Then we went to Anfield. We lost 9-0 there last year. And obviously Anfield, we're not expecting anything. We were Progress. close to that game. Progress. We had chances. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a bad display. I did watch it. I, I, did, yeah. I, did, I thought Bournemouth were hard done by. Then we played Ange Ball, greatest team on the planet. What do you expect? <laughs> right. All right. Oh, and then that's we go to the Yep. And uh, you know, teams, that, teams, that, well, teams that can't win the league, as Flav knows, should really go for cups. So, what a cup run. <laughs> what a yeah. cup run. Um, still, yeah, yeah, still in the cup, not, an, not and Ange. I'll tell you what. Well, Ange went to Brentford and got a really impressive 2-2 draw. Um, same <laughs> as us. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Chelsea play football manager side they want. They couldn't score. They just couldn't score. So... I think we'll get something cut, Brighton. They, they they won't be up for it. We'll are scare you, them. We'll beat them. Are you winning the draw league? 
Oh, he's top, joint top. Oh, he might be actually. Yeah, you're joint top of the draw league at the moment with uh, Brentford. Yeah, oh, good. yeah. Oh, and Villa. what you want. Um, Tom, have you seen enough know, to, to, to suggest that you will absolutely will not be relegated this year, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's joking aside, it's hard to to say that because you're always a little bit a little bit anxious because you never know. But um, yeah, I've I've seen a lot more progress in terms of the way we're playing um, and going for teams, and and it is you know they they are horrible fixtures. We did expect to be. A, I mean, to be honest, I expected to be in bottom three after these fixtures. Um, yeah. I just can't, it's, it's a dangerous thing to say, but I can't see us not being better than three teams. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. I just can't. And we've got, obviously, Brighton away, then Arsenal. Um, so the next two are horrible. He's but a, then he's we... a horrendous Jeez. start yeah, you've had. Yeah, so, look, so look at the table right now. Tottenham played them. Liverpool played them. Arsenal in the next two. Brighton in the next two. West Ham played them. <laughs> yeah. so, it but couldn't I, get any more difficult. As I say, Mas- you've got, got to be beating Chelsea at home. You've got to be beating Chelsea. <laughs> I think it will be... After these next two, then we have, I think it's Everton, Burnley and Wolves back to back. So, right. and, and in a weird way, I think when you're, when you're going through something new and a new manager, it's probably better to get the games out of the way that you're not expected to anyway. And we'll be a bit further down yeah, the road. In the I game. quite like that. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I can't. Three, agree. Cheers for, three cheers for Bournemouth. Hey, babe. I oh, agree. Right. I agree. I mean, this is the most airtime right. Bournemouth have had in a long, long time. <laughs> I know, really yeah. Well, Tom Jordan out of the shadows there. Still, still didn't see his face, was, sadly. Was he described that, that little that, that little boy sitting behind Paul Mason? <laughs> yeah, I just, the, the camera's too high, you just can't see me, that's all. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I just, you just right. got yeah. push it. Good work. Good work. Andy Ford's just on. Um... Can we stop football chat? Thank you. Stop forward. Yeah, people getting fed up with football chat. Okay, let's move on. Uh, no football chat, they say. No football chat. Mm. Okay. All right, so, so a couple of new bits. Crumbled at the end. We've established that one. Sweet spots. So this came from our mailbag yesterday. And you were saying that you your your best podcast work is done after um, three sips of a drink. But that drink is still chilled and in your hand. That's when you're at your best. Yeah, I think so. Um, so something to put out into the comments. We would like to know what are some sweet spots for different things. For example... One thing that popped into my head. I, I read this thing the other day and it was saying that apparently apparently uh, in Asian culture, I'm not sure which country in particular, they say that you should stop eating at, when you're 80% full. What would you suggest is your sweet spot of being full? And now I'm not talking buffet. That's different. That's sort of competitive. <laughs> you're going to need a bigger plate. But Yeah, um, I got... <laughs> I, I I I don't I don't I, I I wouldn't like to. That seems too sensible for me. I eat until I can't stop. Do you know, sometimes Which I is... get I get really confused when if I have a meal at a nice place and I have a three course meal and all all three courses are quite small, I'm sort of disappointed throughout, and then at the end I don't feel ill and I'm kind of like. Oh. <laughs> oh. Was... Can I get a case in point? There's a great um a great uh, Sunday roast near where I live. And um, you get your roast and you eat it and then they just come over with a, and you're like, fuck, I'm full, right? And then the, wait- the waitress or the waiter will come over and go, more potatoes, sir? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, or, or it'd be like greens and like, more gravy. Yeah, go on. Because what, are you going to say no? Like some sort of fucking idiot? Yeah. No, you're yeah, going to eat yeah. through it. 
Or even through sort of British fear of being rude and not taking some yeah. more. Yeah. Like you get yourself in, in a pickle there as well. I, I think it's shameless if you leave food on the plate, to be honest. It's like there's not enough people with food to eat around the world. I agree. Do you know what would be great? We'd say like Sunday roast like that where, <laughs> where like you're incredibly full by the end of it. If at the end, you know, like some restaurants, they'll, they'll take your napkin and they'll put it sort of over your lap. Yeah. What'd be really yeah. nice is at the end, you just lean back and yeah. they just undo your top button. <laughs> so you can just go, ah. Oh. Yeah. That'd be yeah, lovely, yeah. wouldn't it? That'd be nice, <laughs> yeah. I might open up a restaurant just to make that a thing. Yeah. Like top button, sir? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on then. <laughs> yeah. Would you like your top button done, sir? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? That'd be lovely. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Time. I had um, a horrible, yeah. horrible order. Another new bit. Um, I'd like to know, what are your worst orders? You've had, like, do you ever have this where you're sort of, so I went into Pure, Pure, it's at Waterloo Station, and you can get, obviously, food and stuff. And then the drinks are like to the left, right? So I ordered mm. this, uh, it was like this chicken, like healthy-ish, chicken shawarma rice bowl thing, right? That sounds good. It was, there was about four bits of chicken in it, by the way. It was a joke. And I got so confused with the woman, we almost had an argument. Because on the, on the thing, it says chicken shawarma, right? It says chicken shawarma, mm. okay? Mm. So if I order, it then says, it has two circles and it says, for one pound more, you can get spiced greens on top. Okay. And then next to that one, it says for plus, plus two pound 50, you can, you can get, um, char grilled chicken. So, so that's probably doubled the cost of your meal at that, that stage. Well, we? So I go, so, so I'm just going, uh, she, do you want extras? Do you want toppings? And I went, um, I'll have the spice green. I'll have the spice greens. Yeah, go on. It's a quid, whatever. And they weren't spicy at all. They were, it was rubbish. It was just like a little bit of cabbage. It was crap. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then I go. But it weren't, weren't worth a, a 150. Yeah. But I go, right. I've ordered this chicken shawarma, but it's saying you can get chicken for £2.50. So if I order it without that, will I be getting any chicken in my chicken shawarma? Or do I have to get the additional chicken to have a chicken shawarma? And it, do you know what I mean? Plus so char grilled chicken on top. But like, oh, it's just extra Double chicken. chicken. Right. You need See, to make sure that there is chicken in the original. Oh. Well, and so, right. So that's what I'm, I'm saying. So, so I was like, there's chicken in the chicken shawarma. And she's like, yeah. she's like, are you ordering a chicken shawarma? She didn't say yes. She went, you're, you're ordering a chicken shawarma. I went, yeah, yeah but, it, but it says there, you can get you get chicken on top. She was like, "Do you want chicken on top?" She didn't even say on top. She want chicken. She want do you want chicken. So I'm going, yeah, but is the chick is that? So I'm pay, I'm paying eight fifty for this chicken swarma. I'm getting one pound extra for the spice greens. Is it another two? Am I paying them another two pound fifty? And if I say no to that, am I actually spending ten quid or something that hasn't got chicken in it? And she she just couldn't understand what I'm saying, right? Jim, do you reckon that's the first ever conversation she's had? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, about that, yeah. Well, just yeah. like, so, like, but like anything, right? What? If I order, right, it's like me going, well, it's, it's like me going. Hang all on, she's got to say is, all it's, she's got to say is, it's extra chicken. That's all she's got to say. That's all I needed. That, yeah. But, but, but really, I don't, that shouldn't be offered. That shouldn't be available, the extra chicken. It should be, because it's like going, I can't think of an example, but it's like saying, it's, so, like, having, it's, it's, it's like sausage and mash. And then saying, can I have more bolognese? Yeah, <laughs> With or, ke sauce. or ketchup on it. Nah, mm. you know, it's a different thing. The, uh, no, it's like, game, do you want sausage and mash? Do you want sausage and mash? And for £2.50 more, you can get mash. <laughs> That's what I was going yes. for. It. 
and yeah, she just see she didn't help at all. And, and right. So I've no. ordered this thing, well, right? I had... and then I turn to my left, and there's a sort of a you know fridge for like drinks and stuff. I don't know what I've done. I've, I've panicked, and I've just seen an, like a I've seen like an almond, like an almond banana brown smoothie thing. And I've just grabbed it. And whilst it's in my hand, whilst it's in my hand, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be so thirsty when I finish this. Right? But it's too late. And I just want to get out of there. You've done it. You've done it. it. So it's a terrible order. And I I ate it all. I feel horrible now. I feel so sluggish now. Jim, can I ask you a question? What When... I don't know what the answer is to you, what you're about to say, right? But when I went for, I had like a little vegetarian fry up this morning. It's small, it's not, it's expensive for what it is, especially where I live. Mm. And, um, oh, you went out for it. <laughs> well, I just, I was, I had to go and get my hair cut. So, um, thanks for mentioning, by the way. Uh, the, uh, and I needed time to kill. And uh, I thought, well, I'll let me get some breakfast. I'm hungry. But sure. I got there that, Everything was overcooked. The eggs were not runny. The sausage was, and and I was, I sat there, furiously eating this, this, this fry. That's how I felt about the chicken shawarma. Furious. Yeah. Do you know what I did? What? I got up and went. Thanks. That was lovely. Bye. <laughs> Just <laughs> walked out. That's what I did. I'm still angry about it. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> what on earth? Yeah. What on earth? Are you I was, I was to like, do? I was, I was like to me, you better, you fucking, if you come over here and ask me if everything's all right. You better fucking knock. So I'm gonna go. Yes, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's annoying. I am. Um, well, do you know what fam? Yeah, fam showed a bit. That's of that how culture, Fam bought a bit of uh, coffee cake or something, and uh, it was four pound fifty, and she, and they gave her the slice, and the slice was like it was tiny. So she went. She went. That's not uh-huh. enough. <laughs> She's a bit flat. That's not enough. <laughs> just held her own what did she what did I, think the girls, right. I think the girls knew so she spoke to her boss and their boss went yeah that isn't enough. that isn't enough but then it was oh. um but then it was terrible when she got home which was a massive disappointment as well so the, and you know, that was the thing the kicker with the chicken shawarma right so i started eating the chicken shawarma i swear to god there's there's three bits of chicken in this thing little ones and it's dry i was where, where, where did you eat i don't know why i want to know this but how tray. far from I was on did the you train. have a little bowl and you was eating with knife and forks on a train, or did you have just, just a fork spoon. and a, just, and a yeah, hand? Fork. Yeah, just fork and a fork and yeah. hand. Yeah, I've got the tray. Right. You got the tray of the train. I mean, you got the tray of the train. Oh, but, yeah, but yeah, but then and then I had the like, I had this. Yeah, I had this sort of protein. Oh, just, it was a disaster. So yeah, if, if you've had a nightmare order, I would like to hear that. So, yeah. And, uh, if there's anything funny, a huge crumble from Allcourt. Absolutely, Jim's like a mum at Subway. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine how difficult that must be. For, for I, I went, I went, I, I took the like we we were hungry out right, with the kids the other day, and uh, with the miss as well. I went to Subway. It cost forty eight quid for four <laughs> subways. Really? Like you go eat in a restaurant for less than that? It, Outrageous. It, yeah, that's mad. Have you have you found that? So I remember when I first would try a Subway, or the same with like, so we like regularly get sushi from the same place. I remember the first time we... How many subways you... Well, so I remember when I first started having subways, like to get through a footlong would be like so difficult. I just, it was like... Really? Yeah. But now, I don't know if it's like... It's not even like a fullness thing, but it's just kind of getting used to a takeaway. Like you could put more away. 
Like I can put more and more sushi away these days. Um, but that anyway. is pr- possibly the most middle middle class thing I've ever had. <laughs> I can knock back some sushi. How many rolls of sushi are we eating in 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 one sort of takeaway? Uh, Six, seven. What is it? Eight, nine. Four, eight. Uh, Sixteen and a bit of sashimi. <laughs> You're eating 16 bits of sushi. That start. seems like a lot. It's good stuff. It does seem like it does sound like a lot. It does sound mm. like a lot. But anyway, uh, what have we got that's not? Uh, a couple of more new bits and a mind blown epic reframes. Right, hang on. Nicknames. I feel like we might have done this before, but I'm just going to read it out anyway. Uh, LS Scar, new bit. Not sure if it's been a bit before, but unnecessary nicknames. Had a guy in our Sunday League team who we nicknamed Pamps. <laughs> Because someone one day decided that he wore Pampers nappies everywhere. <laughs> Shit. Did, you, did you hear the one I saw on TikTok? There was a geezer called Netflix because his name was Dudum. <laughs> so they called him funny. Netflix. <laughs> That's golly. It's longer, isn't it? <laughs> Dudum. Dudum. Um, <laughs> and also, the, and uh, the, the one, one, the geezer had one leg shorter than the other and he walked with his head with. Sw- um, wobbled side <laughs> to side, so they called him the sniper's nightmare. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, mind yeah, blown. Nicknames. Yeah, unnecessary nicknames is good. Mind blown. Someone, someone else wrote a comment saying that like he he's called Matt Matthew, and he's always been called Matt, and then he he went somewhere and they started calling him Few. <laughs> the shortened Few. It, 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 yeah, Few. There's just a second bit. Few. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, mind blown. Mr. Squeets. <laughs> Mr. Squeets. Sounds funny. A point of contention regarding the UK driving direction. We spoke about this last week in terms of um, why in the UK we drive on the left. Uh, the yeah. idea was that it was due to fencing, I think. Right? Not fencing. What's the thing where they run at each other? The horse. Oh, oh um, what is that called? Jousting. Justin, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regarding UK driving direction, they're saying that was on the left hand side because that's how that was done. Uh, this guy says it actually comes from horse and cart days where drivers would hold their reins in their right hand and they would use their whip in their left hand, which was a precursor to the future wheel and gear shift configuration. That's bullshit. Is that bullshit? Mate, I feel I'm like I want to call that. I'm calling that. That's, it's bullshit slash uh, boring. <laughs> uh, yeah the comments were I, don't, I didn't have a lot of time for the comments this week sadly because um, we've been busy but um, no big Jim Laughord or Jim Big Laughord no. epic reframe Peter Carroll oh, okay so this is the, I'll, I'll touch on this quickly so James overrates Trent massively and doesn't want to rate Evan Ferguson fairly could you imagine criticising a striker scoring a hat-trick because it was too easy too easy really <laughs> why aren't all strikers banging hat-tricks every match if it's so easy for an overhyped 18 year old, bad takes abound. <laughs> what I would love people to do is to listen to what I'm saying. Okay. So I'll say this one last time. We won't touch on this again. Right. And if you go back and watch it, it's very clear. I'm not talking about if he's good. I think he's great. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the hat trick and the hat trick alone. Okay. Did. Did Casemiro have a good game yesterday for Man United, Flav? I didn't watch it. Okay. 
the general Sorry. consensus was that Casemiro didn't have the greatest of games, right? Scored right. two goals. He scored two goals. Scored yeah, two goals. That sounds good. Scored two that goals. Now, open your minds a little bit, guys, and and just listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the three goals: goal one, goal two, goal three. I'm saying two of those goals. One, like, was a wild deflection. Another one was one where it was a it was disappointing from Nick Pope, and it just felt him. And he tapped it. In, okay. So two of those three goals were goals that should not have happened. And that's why I was saying the hat trick in isolation was mid. I wasn't saying he was mid. I was saying that was mid. But what I was saying is that if you then go from that and that alone, that hat trick and that hat trick alone, and suggest that he's a well beater, you're an idiot. Right? If you're if you're <laughs> basically if you're if you're rating hat tricks from one to ten, that would be ten. Don't say it isn't impressive. You're impressive by being in the club. It's just as as far as hat tricks go, that was a shit one. What I'm saying is, don't hat trick. No, I'm saying the hat trick was yeah. The hat trick was hat trick was an average. It was a mid hat trick, right? But that's got nothing to do with what I think about he him as a player. Mm. Two different things. I think he's a very very clearly an awesome player. I'm saying the hat trick was average. Okay. Yeah. Sloshy asteroid. I just wanted to get your take on this quickly, Flav. Pundit Patrol. Any thoughts on Theo Walker as a pundit on Sky? Probably be doing the North London Derby, won't he? Good to see them adding an up-and-coming player to their roster of up-and-coming pundits. I'm sure he will be shuffled off to be in sports eventually. He'll he'll be he'll be a bit aggy, won't he? This um, he's very articulate. That's the thing. He talks about football in an articulate way, so I don't can understand it. Joe, I'm looking forward to seeing. Will he be? On the wind-up, trying to showcase some kind of personality, or will he have a desire to be fair? What, which way will he lean? Well, punditry isn't that about being fair now, is it? It's about saying the sound bites that can be clipped up and used, basically. So I wouldn't expect him. I mean, that's essentially my currency, <laughs> not people clipping it up by saying things that are sort of irritating. Right. Like, yeah, I, I understand. If I was like, if I listened back to this podcast and I was an Arsenal fan, I'd think that key's a prick. Hundred percent. Wow. I I would disagree. I think I think he's made a lot of good points. Uh, Selena Gomez, you spoke about this last week, Flav. Yep. So he's at Glenn Hoddle, the Glenn Hoddle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was my, I I did a video with Glenn Hoddle because um, BT Sport sort of gave us the opportunity, right? And I remember I, they thought I was going to get five minutes with him, but I worded the questions in quite a clever way. So I got about eight, nine minutes with him. And I did a little trick if you're interviewing someone you want to, and people going, people going, wrap it up, wrap it up. And I'll go, I'll go final question. And it's, oh, it's kind of two questions. <laughs> and then, you, and then you, you get two questions yeah. out of it. Anyway, yeah. I did that. And, but I remember uh, you said you were trying to do a documentary or something on this player that was like an, a Spurs player that was like hard as nails. I can't remember who it was. And I said, oh, sorry, just quickly. Uh, could I ask you about, and I said the name of this player and he went, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah gave, gave me his mic and walked off uh that was um yeah i can't remember that's that we've spoken yeah i know okay. um yeah you've had enough you've had enough but you've got your answer you've got more minutes yeah, more I, and i respect him for it uh on flav's comments about selena selena gomez at inter miami i coach you football out here in the states i'm originally from england i can't tell you how loud the cheer is from parents when a kid on their own team 
humps the ball 40 yards out of their own box, let alone some of the shouts of kick it and my personal favourite, hustle. (laughs) (laughs) At my first ever Sporting Kansas City game, there were fans pulling out replica yellow cards whenever the referee issued one. I quite like that. And they had a chant about barbecue. Barbecue. All right. It was I want to I, I know what from so that we're not sort of culture clash. down. It's a bit of a culture clash. Yeah, culture clash. Right. American fans listen to this. What's the worst thing as an American fan you appreciate? Go, this is no. I wish they'd stop that. Let us know. Only American fans, not English fans. Okay. What we we could do, and um, we could call that what this next comment's about is uh, it's called crow's feet. So. Uh, Sedge nine eight eight says, "Loving the show. As an Australian, this is the, this is sort of an English equivalent of the Grade Cricketer, which is something I've heard before. So there's a podcast called Grade Cricketer. I think are they the guys who did the Turning Off, bro? Do you remember that? Is that them? No, I, I can't remember what that's called. Okay. Give us a whistle. Give, give us a whistle when it's <laughs> off, bro. Yeah. Bro. Shut it down, bro. <laughs> Shut the stream down, bro." <laughs> Is it down? Is it gone? Is it gone? Yeah, just let Shut us it know. down, bro. <laughs> it's on you now, man. It's on you it's now, on you. man. Get it done. Get it done. Um, oh, thank God. Oh, by the way, I'm so watching American Traitors. Uh, sorry, Australian Traitors. There's this show called Traitors. Uh, I love the accent. It's really good. But what is incredible, and I don't know if anyone else has watched, is watching this series. So it's there's basically like twelve or like there was twenty people at one point, right? And you've got three traitors who no one knows who the traitors are, and they're trying to find out who the traitors are, right? And we're now getting down yeah. to the last like six or seven people, right? Three of which are traitors. And there's this bloke who's British in this Aussie series, and he's called Paul. He's he's uh, he looks like he's in his sixties, right? But he has been honestly watch it for this alone. He has been utterly edited out of the whole thing so much so that it's you do votes you do votes at this banishment thing right you never see or hear from him you only see the side of his head at a um like in an article in a sorry in a group bit and when and the only bit you see of him the whole episode every episode is paul goes i'm gonna vote for matt and that's it. That's all you ever see. He's been completely taken out of it. And I can't why? understand why. I don't know. We're like, I've watched 17 hours of the show and I don't know who this dude is apart from the fact that he's called Paul. It's mad. And I need to know if anyone knows why he's been cut out of it. Someone explain to all the tra- Is it called The Traitor? The Traitors. It's an amazing show. Great format. Such a good format. Um, uh, oh, hang yeah. on. I've seen the British one. With, it has... Um, it had uh, Claudia Vinkelman. I've always had a thing for Vinkelman. Did you? I shared a uh, cinema still, with still do. Uh, really? So yeah. Anyway, that's um, I'm enjoying that show. But if someone can explain what the fuck's going on with this Paul guy and why I've not, why I don't know who he is, it's like imagine, imagine the Bake Off. Imagine, imagine watching the Bake Off. You know they do little VT backstories on people, and just one of them you just didn't have. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. It's mad. Anyway, uh, so from this grade cricketer podcast, he said uh, he'd like to suggest a. You adopt a bit that they do called what's giving you crow's feet. Crow's feet being when something is so wrong or weird that you involuntarily squint, causing crow's feet like wrinkles next to your eyes. As an Aussie who has followed Big Ange since his tenure as Australia under-17 coach, listening to Gary Neville on commentary criticising his use of inverted fullbacks and calling it naive and something only Pep can do gave me massive crow's feet. 
Nice. So there's a new bit. Crow's feet. What's making you... It's a little bit like no, isn't it? But maybe a bit weirder than that. Um, no. No. Right. No. Uh, unwritten rule. We'll finish with that. Hang on. Actually, this made me chuckle. Sorry, this is ball rolling to you in the park. Let's do this quickly. Owen Charles, I was out on a run uh, a while ago when a ball rolled towards me while the group continued to play with their spare ball. A guy probably slightly older than me in his 30s looks over and shouts, yes, in my direction. Like a yes. sick... <laughs> yeah, that's better. That, was that is, isn't it? That was so much better than my yes. That was, so... <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not even that's a question, exactly... is it? Yes. Yes. I can't do it. I want it. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, like just, I... quickly, just quickly, before you go back to that, just because you, you can't go back to it afterwards. When you're playing five-a-side with football, why, especially when this happened in London with Cockneys, is suddenly when you're playing, you could be called Gareth or Gary outside of it. Soon as we started playing, Gal, Gal, go on, Gal, Gal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like before, but, but after, after the game, all right, Gareth, that was a good game. Or Gary, that was a good game. Well played. So he's going, gal, gal, ball, gal, bow. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know what happens to, to men when they go on the five-side pitch. Yeah, I'm bad for that myself. I go a bit cockney. All right, all cockney, all cock. Yeah, you fucking, what, you little fucking, what, you, you fuck out my face. Well, I'll fucking punch you in your fucking throat, mate. Yeah. Grabbing his fucking throat. Uh, like a sitcom character, I looked behind me, <laughs> then back at him, and then pointed at myself. <laughs> 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 uh, point of myself yeah p- yeah please I can't do it now yeah please again I can't say yeah please yeah please how is was he saying it Flav you say it yeah please uh, uh, I am no football I don't know yeah, right. yes please yes please uh, it's, that's better isn't it I'm, I'm no football player but, at all but I stayed calm opened the hips up nicely and side footed the ball perfectly in his path the weight on it was sublime I felt like primosal I ran around the park three times, having a little glance over at my new best mate each time. <laughs> he didn't look back, and what was a massive achievement, or, and what was a massive achievement for me, obviously meant nothing to him. I remain oh, both parts proud and embarrassed about how much it meant to me. That's good go. work. Um, two quick unwritten rules, and we'll finish off with the Samism. SeaWorld, he says, if you printed T-shirts calling for the sacking of a club manager, you're not allowed to celebrate or enjoy any success that that manager ends up bringing to the club. Out there and official. And Finn FN, unwritten rule. This is mental. Right. If a guy ever mentions that he's at half mast or that he is hard, because that happens. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate oh, that. Just, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, just come. Half mast. <laughs> half mast. Uh, imagine that tube. Just race onto the tube. Oh, <laughs> I'm hard. <laughs> Oh god, this half master oh, let me love on. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what, can I tell you a heart very quickly, a heartbreaking moment. I was at QPR on Saturday, it was really hot, so I was wearing shorts. And I had to have a I needed a wee. And yeah. I was having a wee and I was like, Oh, there's a bit of spray here. I which you don't normally feel because you've normally got trousers on. Yeah, and so, so I'm trying to get my, leg. Yeah, I'm trying to get my angle right, and I just about got it right, and also got my like, my, my uh, intensity right. <laughs> and um, and then some bloke just frogs up next to me, and just basically just went to town on my leg. It was horrific. Was it going? But, but I can't get out. Do you know what I mean I can't get out? Walls. Like it's like I'm handcuffed because I'm weeing. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I can't yeah, some, just so the, stop. Because you've got to need to get it out and quicker. But I can't go quicker because if I go quicker, I'm going to spray myself. Yeah. <laughs> Women won't know this, but you, when there are some urinals that are designed horrendously. Yeah. And when you're pissing, you can, especially if it's a vigorous piss, because there's another thing for women, there are different degrees of strength for piss, and you never really know whether it's going to be a really strong one or a dribble dribbler. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I thought it was do better than that. Um, so there's some of these urinals that just spray you back, and if you've got shorts on, you, know, you feel the full effect. I, like, Jimmy, I would say that if I saw you and you was having a piss, I, I would go... Just to see, because like anyone who's relatively well known or famous, you're like, Don't do that I, wonder to me. Their, I wonder what their piece looks like. I find myself feeling a bit more nervous about it these days, due to the exact that fact. Exact that fact. I, 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 I used to go football. I used to go football, and I'd be having a pee, and every now and then you'd go, "Get your cock out, Flav." The fighting cock. Let's see it. Get your cock out. Let's have a look at your cock. <laughs> anyway, I, I hope the name... if a guy ever mentions that he is at half mast or that he is hard. You must glance. You must glance down and have a little look. Yeah, of course. Is, is an unwritten rule because it w- reason being it would be weirder to maintain full eye contact after they've said this, whether they are completely serious or making a joke. You can even disguise your glance if you like. However, it won't be of too much use to you, as they will always notice your glance. Something that they are content with, as they also prefer you to have a peek. What am I reading? To peek rather than the tension. That will be created by just looking back into their eyes and laughing. This person wrote this. <laughs> he typed this out and I then pressed it. send. I, I, yeah, yeah, I write it. I wonder if he just goes, "Should I?" Ah, oh, fuck it, go on. What, uh, um, Finn FN, could you could you give me a bit of backstory on this? Like, what? When's this happening? Oh, I've got an erection, lads. All right, boys, that yeah. was good. Tough week, yeah. Can't you see? You've got an erection. What? Rock hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone right with this is obviously not. I'm hard right now. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hard. Uh, finish up with the Samazon. Charlie Holman. I had a real Samazon at work today. I'm a primary school teacher, and one of the TAs was talking about needing to support the kids in the playground. She said, "I think they need some independence out there. They don't need us breathing down their throat twenty four seven." Little part of me lit up knowing that what had just happened and nobody else picked up what she had just said. Breathing down their throat. There you go. Good. Yeah. Uh, right. Good luck, everyone. This week. Cheers. Um, yeah. I hope, hope it goes well, Flav. Hope it goes well. Well, if it doesn't, it's one of them things. Embryonic, isn't it? Embryonic. Embryonic. So you can't dig out a baby because it's a fucking baby. You can't criticize a baby. Yeah. We're going to dig out a baby. One. Yeah, yeah. The baby, the baby is new to the world, right? It's <laughs> new. So, uh, what kind of arsehole criticizes a baby? It's mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they win the game, league, league. <laughs> look, it's starting to start in life. If you, if we, look, listen, look, right, right, right. <laughs> Just to end on this, if we beat Arsenal and Liverpool, we're going to have to start thinking about not. Obviously not, could we, but just obviously. <laughs> obviously. It's just obviously. I love that. Okay. I mean, 
I tell you, I will, I will say to you, mate, because I, you know, and I know you don't want to hear it. We're obviously not going to do that, <laughs> but obviously. obviously not. Gut feeling is it's going to be difficult for us to do it. They are an excellent, excellent side. And I'm not expecting us to go there and win because we don't win there and it's difficult to go there. Very few <laughs> teams go to, to uh, the Emirates and win. So no, there's no expectation from us. There's no pressure from Tottenham. There is zero pressure on Tottenham going into this game. Can't zero. Dig, can't dig out, So baby. if we do... <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Wow. <laughs> then do, what? Then not, what? Do, wow. you know, do you know it's not? It's not. If you beat Arsenal, it's not could they. It's then what? <laughs> now what, eh? Now what? Yeah. Now it's, what? I mean, are we? <laughs> We're not are even we? planning for this season. Are no we one's winning, talking about this. Are we winning the league here? That's we're we're talking about what we're talking about is we could get in the Champions League places next year, the end of next season. We should be looking at a top four spot ahead of schedule. Hello? Ahead of schedule. Clearly, <laughs> I can't wait till we start subbing keepers mid game. Yeah, just for bands. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Lots of love. Join us on Patreon. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, links All the best, everyone. All the best. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 